that's probably another big reason why we were successful, why we are successful and why I think we will remain successful is because when we first started like dating, one of the first conversations I had with her was like, listen, I don't do passive aggressiveness. Yeah. I have it in my family. Like th- there are a lot of things that I can t- like, I don't deal with that. So if you're upset with me, tell me if I anger you, tell me whatever, if there's something bothering you, tell me like, cause I'm not a mind reader. So don't play this. Like, you know, Oh, I expected you to fig- pick up on the clues or read between the lines or whatever. Like, no, I'm an idiot. Just like most men are. Right. So, right. so tell me, and we can have a conversation with it, but don't hold on to it. And then, you know, four weeks later that, you know, you know, blows up. And now all of a sudden, now that's an explosive fight, like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. And it's like, I didn't even know this was bothering you. Yeah, It's been bothering me for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, but yeah. And if you told me weeks ago, what it has bothered you is like, like, well, no, but then why didn't you tell me weeks ago? Right. I, I, so too many people expect their partner to like be mind readers and they're not. So, but, and that goes for, you know, both gender both or both sexes, all yeah. genders, whatever, like, you know, talk to your partner. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Single You, the podcast. I'm your host, Rika. I'm a dog mom of two precious sweet pit bulls. I'm a lover of Will Smith. I mean, literally since I was nine, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I finally started rocking my curly fro back in 2017 and never looked back. It's been a journey. I'm a motivational speaker, the single girl's life coach, the CEO and founder of Single You Academy, my online community for women. And you'll often hear me say that singleness is not a punishment. Your single season is not a season to endure, sweetheart. It's a life and a life worth living. You just got to design it. Now, my intention with Single You Academy is to help you discover your worth, girl, so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. And I know you hear all the gurus say, you need to love yourself, you need to know yourself. What what is that Drake song? Know yourself, know your worth. (laughs) We hear these things all the time, but sometimes we don't know where to start. That's where I come in. I can get you started. If you reach out your hand, I will grab it. So reach out to me if you need to on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. Or if you don't have Instagram, you can email me as well. And I'll put those in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to Single You, the podcast. Rate it or share it with someone you feel could use a message like this. Thank you for listening. And let's get into the episode. And honestly, I hope you have a pen and a piece of paper right now because I want you to write down these tips. I said there's four in here. I believe there's more if you're truly listening. So pen and a paper or your notes app if you are running, walking the dogs, driving. Like obviously you can't write right now. But I would listen to this again. Try to remember the tips that you learned. Write it down. Put it on a piece of paper. Put it by your mirror. Put it on your nightstand. Because I know you have this question like, How do I know when to leave a guy? How do I know if he's not right for me? And maybe you're in that relationship right now and you're questioning, you're going to get some tips. Or maybe you're just like, yo, I'm not dating right now, but when I am, um, I want some tips to use. You're going to get some tips. All right. Now, I do believe there's a few cuss words, maybe one or two uh, in here. I try to take them all out, but also I'm 37. (laughs) Cuss words do not offend me. If they offend you, then this is not the uh, podcast for you. Okay. so how to know when to leave him with Mike Zacchiao. 
which is such a fancy last name. Did I say it right, Mike? Yes, yes, you did actually. <laughs> Love it. Okay, you're 31 years old. You're a writer. You're based in New York City. Uh, wait, New York City or New York, the state? New York, uh, the, st the state. I'm in the suburbs of the city. So I'm like Where? 45 minutes outside. So what city are you in? Uh, I, I'm, I'm in a little town that no one's heard of called Fields, but if you're familiar with like the Palisades Mall, like I'm in Rockland County in that area. I, I'm trying to figure out if I've been there because I've lived in, in New York City twice, um, but maybe I have, I don't know. I feel like- yeah, so I'm like 45 minutes north of the uh, of the city. I just go straight down the Palisades. Yeah. Like, like Ja Rule said, I'm just outside of Jersey past the Palisades. Like that's where I am. Maybe that's why I've heard that before. Cause I'm like, it's not familiar. It's probably a rap song. Okay. Um, you spent nearly a decade covering sports for a newspaper, but your love was always in writing and dating relationships and love. I love how you Correct. wrote, and well, love. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. Right, right. Um, you've written two books, A Crazy Little Thing Called Love and Inside Out, Correct. which were both based on your personal dating experiences. Now, during quarantine, you hosted a 75-episode podcast called Daily Mic Drop, which is still up. Um, you just haven't- yeah, you can still listen to it. Yeah, you yeah. can go listen to it and stream it. I was on an episode, yay. Yeah, you were. Uh, exactly. You are a proud, self-described, hopeful romantic, and you mm -hmm. started the Instagram account, hopeful, hopeful romantic love in October. So you can follow that on Instagram, which features quotes and poetry you've written and you're currently engaged, who I've met over the internet. Um, and your guys' wedding is scheduled for April of 2021. If we're still in COVID at that time, will you have to cancel it? Yeah, I mean, we've already been talking about like, you know, I think both of us kind of want to postpone just because like it's, I mean, we're, we're five months out now and we're like, there's like no excitement because we're worried about like, can we even have this due to the pandemic? Not like we yeah. want to get married, but it's like, I feel like, you know, the, the months leading up to a wedding should be exciting. Yeah. So I'm like, I'd rather just push it, wait till everyone can be there safely. Cause I'm like, I'm not getting married in a mask. Right. I wear it to everywhere I got to go. But like when it comes to my, my wedding and our wedding, like, no. Right. Right. Um, so I want everybody to see your face. So I kind of stopped the share real quick. Yeah. So JLo um, and A-Rod, which I totally forgot they were even engaged. I was like, oh yeah, that happened like a year <laughs> and a half ago. Um, they've had to uh, postpone their wedding uh, for two times now. You know, they had it scheduled and then you know, here we are in COVID and then they canceled it and moved it, but we're still in COVID. Like, I, I think everybody thought it wasn't going to last this long. <laughs> oh, and, definitely. Like this yeah. all happened in March. And like, I was telling my boss, like, I thought it'd be about a month. Like, you know, we, we have that. And then, uh, you know, Shannon works in the hospital. And when she was telling me like, this can last until September, I'm like, get out of here. And yeah. now here we are in December <laughs> yeah. with still no end in sight, or maybe yeah. a little bit of an end in sight. Yeah. I know my friend's birthday is this month. And she was like, if you would have told me in March that we would still be in COVID for my birthday, I would have died. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, your birthday is this month too, right? No, I'm April. Yeah. Uh, so our wedding is right in between both of our birthdays. I'm oh, the 18th, birthday. wedding the 23rd, and then she's the 27th. So oh, okay. Okay. One big week of celebration. Yeah. You know, I confused you with Jeff, who was my guest too. Uh, Wednesdays ago or Thursdays ago or whatever his birthday was in December. All right, okay. let's, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. I love it. We were um, talking about this topic behind the scenes before we went live, and what you were saying, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Let's save it for the show <laughs> um, because it was really good, and I feel like this is something that I come across often. 
Um, obviously, you know, as a single girl's life coach, I help women discover their worth. Um, I help them stop tying their identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. And the social media aspect of relationships is sometimes to me a hard, like hard waters to try to like tread and stuff. And so I love to get a man's opinion about things like this. So of course. Um, I would love to know what advice would you give her if this was your friend and she came to you and was like, my dude keeps liking these pages on Instagram. Do you feel like you run across this conversation a lot? Um, not like in, in my personal endeavors, um, right. but right. like I've had women like email me, DM me, be like, hey, and, and this has been an issue. So like I remember writing an article like, you know, hey, ladies, here's when you should freak out over your man's social media use. And it like like labels out, you know. Yeah, if he's liking pictures on Instagram or if he's on Tinder or if he's on this or, or any of all these other different things. Um, yeah. But yeah. So for like, for this topic, I get my wrong for being upset that my man keeps liking other women's fo- Instagram photo. Like I think it depends on like what women he's liking the photos of. Like if he's like, like I personally have a lot of female friends and acquaintances. Yeah. So like, I think nothing of liking a girl's photo who I've known for 10 years, whatever, whether that means she's in a bowling alley or She's you know, in a bikini with her family on vacation. I guess I just don't look at her that way. But like, if you're liking girls for, you know, that you met on Tinder two years ago or supermodels or whatever, it's like, why do you need to do that? Like, yeah. so. Yeah. Do you think like, so if he is liking those, you know, all the Victoria's Secrets models or whatever, is that a red flag? Is that something um, a girlfriend should be concerned about? I mean, it's tease their own. I mean, like some girls are confident enough in themselves to be like, he's coming home to me. So like, you know, he can like, he can push the like button on whatever. I don't really care. But if it makes you insecure, then address it. Absolutely. And, and I'd say, Hey, you know, is there like, you know, you liking these girls photos and you following all these supermodels, like it makes me uncomfortable. And like, is, is there a reason that you do it? Like, is there like, could you stop because it makes me uncomfortable and, yeah. and gauge his reaction. If, if, if he's understanding, he should, unfollow the supermodels or whatever and stop doing what he's doing if he pushes back hard i I feel like that's a a major red flag if not a possible deal breaker yeah because it's like you don't know these girls what and i'm here and i i would do this i don't don't know if i would like i just i want to think that i would be confident enough to not care but i also think that no i know this i know that i want the guy who doesn't want to be that guy who doesn't want to be the guy who's just all up in the supermodels and the Kardashians. And I just don't want that guy. Like you said, you follow your friends and yeah. maybe a celebrity or two, but you're not that yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Like I, I follow Blake Lively, but I also follow Ryan Reynolds just because like I enjoy their relationship. Like I'm not sitting there hoping to get a gratuitous picture of like Blake Lively on my feed. So, but yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so, and, and I, I do like how you said, so if you do present this to your boyfriend or whoever, husband, fiance, whatever stage you're in, and he pushes back hard, that would be a definite red flag in my opinion, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because like, this is your significant other like addressing, they, they, you are coming to you with a problem or with an issue that they feel and you're like, you're going against your partner for what? Some rando on Instagram or some celebrity, like, yeah. Like, like reevaluate your priorities, I feel like. Yeah. So, okay. And last, last question uh, on this topic. Do you and Shannon, Shannon's your fiance, right? 
Correct. Yeah. Um, do you guys monitor each other's social media? No, like I, I don't know who she's following. I don't, I don't ask to see what her likes look like. I don't check her thing. She has my password to my phone. So like if, if my phone was ever on the bed and she ever wanted to go through it, she could obviously access it. Um, but we trust each other enough to where she, to my knowledge, she's never gone through my phone and I've never, I know I've never gone through hers. Um, so yeah, but if she ever addressed like, Hey, like, you know, I saw you were liking this person's photo and she addressed that, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'll either unfollow them or I just won't do it. But I also wouldn't be doing it in the first place. So I also don't even know where to go on Instagram. I, I don't even know if that's an option anymore. I know back in the day when Instagram first started, it did. You could see people's interactions on Instagram. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't even know where to go anymore. I, yeah. I think you, I think you have to log into their account and then go to like posts you've liked kind of thing. So I think you have to have access to their account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether that's going on their phone or just knowing their login information to access it through your phone yeah. and then you can click on it. Um, but yeah. So I just wrote down cause you, you said something and it just sparked an idea, a question, because I feel like that's something that comes up all the time too, the password situation. So how did that come about? Did you guys sit down? You and Shannon was like, okay, here are my passwords to all of my things. Like how did that, um, how did that go? To my knowledge, uh-huh. uh, we were driving or I was driving and I think like I got an email or something like that. I'm like, oh, hey, can you like check this email? Like I'm obviously driving. I don't want to check my email. Yeah. Um, and then here's my password. I gave her you know, the six digit thing, whatever. And yeah. to me, it was just, I didn't think anything of it. Um, and then when I needed to access her thing for something, she gave me her password, but it wasn't like a, here we go. Like we're going to exchange, like, like exchanging apartment keys or whatever. It's like, no, just love that. The reason why I asked that question is because that is another thing that come up. And I'm sorry, my slides are like, I'm not trying to change the slide as I want it to. Of course, what can go wrong will go wrong, right? It's all good. Um, yeah, but I feel like that is a question that comes up a lot too. Like my boyfriend wants my password um, or he wants to check this or sometimes the girl does. And I feel yeah. like it should happen. I'm like, that's something that just happens organically. Naturally, yes. That's a, I, like, yeah, like you said, go ahead. Like. I, so it's weird. Like I don't have any problem with Shannon having my passwords or anything like that. Um, but I would feel like it would be an invasion of privacy if she was like, I want your password because I want to look through your phone. Yeah. Like I want to I want to look at your text messages. I want to see who you're talking to. I want to look at your Instagram. And I want to see what pictures you're like. I want to go through your emails. Like, cause to me, I'm like, I think the trust is a pivotal part of a relationship and, yeah. you know, wanting to snoop through someone's personal effects, even though I have nothing to hide. It's like, but why though? Like if you had reason to suspect something, yeah. then by all my, then say, Hey, I you know, know that you're talking to someone or whatever, or I think that you're talking to this person, you know, yeah. and I want to, you know, get proof of that, whatever. But here's the reason why I think you're talking to this person, not just, I want to snoop because I have a hunch kind of thing, or I just want to say because I've been cheated on in the past. So I'm going to take that on you. Girl, yeah. <laughs> girl, I, if I had a dollar for every, like, oh, I want, like, I, I trust you. It's just that, uh, you know, I've been hurt in the past, whatever. Like, yo, I'm not him. Yeah. And then that's one thing that I preach to men, to women, whatever. Do not let people in your past or do not people let people in your present pay for the sins of people in your past from your past. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I personally, I don't care if you've been cheated on by every single boyfriend. I am now your boyfriend or I am now the person you were seeing and I am not going to cheat on you. So, yeah. you know, and honestly that, that is the, the work that um, I do with my clients in single you Academy. It's like, okay, if you've always been in a dysfunctional relationship, 
we need to now break that down and figure out why. Why? Because I know it seems so harsh to say, but this is because you allowed it. You allowed this mess to go on, um, especially if it was the, the revolving door of he cheated, you're mad, y'all cussed each other out for two weeks, he apologized, he love bombs you, then you, bring, you take him back and then it keeps happening. It's like you are allowing that action. So we need to figure out why instead of taking it out on the next guy. And you need to write down a list of like, what were the signs? You know, a lot of girls are like, oh, I'm just afraid, you know, that my boyfriend will, will cheat on me or the next guy I talk to is a liar or, well, you need to write down those red flags that you passed up with the previous guy. So then when you see them again, it's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, don't, what is that? A uh, monopoly, don't pass, go, don't collect your $200. Yeah, do, yeah, do not pass, go, do not collect $200 straight to jail. Yeah. You go straight to yeah. jail. Yeah, I love that. I love that you said that. Like the password thing is definitely... Um, an organic thing. Nobody sits down and says, and just one more, more, uh, one more point on that. If I could talk, of course. I will say this just to put a pin in it, because I, I heard you say this, like, if I have nothing to hide, then why not? Right? Like, why not give them the passwords or whatever, but you don't want to have a relationship on, you need to do this for me to prove that you love me. Yes. You like know? Like you, like you should know I love you through my actions. Yeah. Like I should be a good enough partner that I am showing you every day that I love you, that I trust you, that you should trust me, everything else to where you should not feel insecure to the point of like, you know, I don't trust you or, or there's something in my, in my mind thinking like, you know, I need to snoop around. Like why? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I say that because that's how I was in my, uh, my abusive um, ex. I, and I know, you know, this, uh, I was with him from 2015 to 2017 um, thank God that was over. Um, but <laughs> I did a lot of the things that I did because I was like, well, I don't have anything to hide. So why not? Here's my password. You can check this. I'll answer my phone in front of you. I'll cut off guy friends. Like I, I was doing all of these things because I thought that I had to. So actually that leads me into this. Okay. Uh, I was morphing into everything I thought I had to be for him to finally see that I love him. So he could just shut up <laughs> and stop accusing me of cheating, like, oh, okay, well, I have to do all of these things. So I always bring this up. Um, I've brought it up on every um, episode so far because I love to see um, everybody's take on it. And um, what it says on the screen right now is you often enter into relationships trying to cook your way, sex your way, force your way, serve your way, submit your way into a man's heart to prove your worth. And um, I, I had already given, uh, given you this beforehand. And I asked you, do you know that women do this? <laughs> I, I mean, I know that some do. Um, like, like there's that whole, you know, I can fix him oh, yeah. mindset. Um, but I just, I don't think that obviously all women do it. I, I don't like just general, generalizing like right, all, right, right. all right. women under one umbrella. Um, but yeah, I think that there are definitely women who think that they could change a man, men who change, they could, they could change a woman or, you know, whatever your preferences are. Um, yeah. um, like even, even if it is flawed logic, just by like, I could change them by doing everything for them. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's like, you're their partner, not their maid, not their subordinate or whatever. Like you are their partner equals 50, 50. Yeah, that's it. Equals. Um, so, and then I asked you, um, do men do this as well? Like, do you think, it, you know, when you're younger or whatever, is this something men do as well? And then is it something that Mike did? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think we do, again, not all men, but I think we do, um, but in different ways. Like I, I think 
you know, some women will be like, you know, he's a slob. So like, I'm going to clean his place up, whatever. So he can like, you know, live in a better place or whatever, or he can't really cook. So, you know, like I'll make his meals for him or whatever. And like for guys, like, at least, like, you know, we like, we'll love, like you, you mentioned it earlier. Like you will love bomb them. Like we'll give you the flowers, baby. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, you know, I love you. You're the only girl for me, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's just, it's, it's too much. Um, and to answer your second part, unfortunately I have done it. Um, it was embarrassing. It was cringeworthy. It was horrifying. Um, actually, most of my first book, uh, A Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Glad you said that because I was about to bring it up, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, this yeah. nightmare. Um, like most <laughs> most of the book is is about a girl who I only went on one date with. And like, I was convinced that I was in love with her. Like, like no, I'm like, oh, love at first sight. Like, you know, meant to be. Like, it's all coming together. Like, sparks are flying. Like, yes. Um, and for some reason, like it just sparked something in me that like, I, she was more of a muse than anything. Cause like, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote after that. Um, so yeah. like, and that was kind of my way of handling that situation, even though it was horrible and toxic. Um, yeah. But, uh, and like a fun fact, I actually reached out to her um, during this quarantine um, just cause I, I forgot what made me want to tell that story. Um, and I just like apologized to her. Like I haven't talked to her and I don't know how long, but I was just like, Hey, like, and like, I just want to apologize for how I was like all those years ago. Cause it was really bad. And like, you didn't deserve any of that. And I know it was horrible. Um, and just, yeah, like it's, it still eats at me now. Like I've obviously moved on or whatever, but like, it's, it's something that's always eaten at me. When, and I just feel yeah, bad. When you, when you say she didn't deserve any of that, what were you doing? Like, was it the love bombing, like the flowers and you were really trying to woo her and sweep her out? You're like, she's the one. I, so for me, I, I, like, I didn't like love, like, you know, like, you know, there's the love bombs of like, Oh, flowers every day, words of affirmation, whatever. I just dropped a, a love nuke on her. Like with, with that book, like, cause I didn't do anything. Like our, our exchange was we got together and she was like, Hey, like I'm fresh out of a breakup. Like I'm not ready for anything serious. But like the first day went so well that I'm like, there's so like, there's clearly a connection here. Like, you know, and I've, I felt like, well, you know, yeah, she wasn't ready, but like, she's going to be ready. Like, you know, look at how great this day went. Like, how could she not be ready? Yeah. Um, so like I asked her out again, another point or whatever. And then like, it would be like, you know, she would take a while to get back. And I would just wasn't reading the signs or anything like that. Um, meanwhile, I was just still writing on my side and then um, got to a point, I got to like a breaking point where I'm like, okay, I just need to tell her like really how I feel. And this is how it's going to be. I'm just going to basically like give her the book, highlight the chapters that are about like wrote a letter like explaining everything um yeah and that's kind of how i handled that yeah. horrible situation well, yeah and that's interesting because uh i think a lot of women do that um in the beginning and so i always say like dating should be data collection and um you should be out there trying to build a friendship not falling yes. in love at you know love at first sight and, and everything and even if it is right so i know there's some people who believe in that i don't but even if it is, then why can't you still take it slow? No, you're absolutely right. And that's the, that's the question that I, I, that I couldn't understand and that, um, that my friends, I'm sure, wanted me to understand because like they had all been in long-term relationships and I really, like I'd been in one two-year relationship and it was very similar to yours, just like toxic yeah. as all hell. So like for me, I, I was just like, I was always, a, you know, I called myself a hopeless romantic. And then one of my exes kind of shifted my focus to be like, no, you're a hopeful romantic. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah, I always like I watched the romantic comedies yeah. and you know like read up on all these sweet stories and I'm like that's gonna be me one day. That's how I'm gonna be my future wife. And, and that's I, I forced that narrative too much. Yeah, yeah, and that that leads me into my next question. And um, because I feel like all of this that we went through could have been avoided if we just had the conversations growing up about what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. How do you court somebody? Um, so do you think though, I mean, I, I, obviously I know your answer, but let's talk this out. Yeah. Do you think those uh, conversations when you were younger would have helped you? And then how did you learn about love and stuff? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm a product of divorce and, and I also come from a family where like, we like we just don't talk about our feelings. Like that's just we just don't do that. My dad and I now like now we talk about our feelings, but like yeah. you know they divorced when I was like seven and like I couldn't go to my mom with anything like you know mom like we like we never had the birds and the bees talk. We never had anything like that. My mom was always just like anyone you date should have a job. She should you know not not be you know a, a pushover or anything like that. You know she you you shouldn't be bending over backwards for her. It should be like equal. And that's pretty much the extent of all I ever got from from my mom. But like. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a few conversations, especially during those formative years of like, you know, this is what you should be looking for or whatever. Like the only real lessons, my, like my dad only told me like the old school lessons. Like, you know, when you take a girl out, you know, you pay for the date. When you get to driving, you pick her up at, at our place or at least you offer, like nowadays you offer to pick her up, whatever. You open the car door for her. Like, so he taught me like the chivalrous things, but he never taught me anything like on the emotional side. But yeah, I think having those conversations, stressful. yeah. If I ever have a kid, boy or girl, like, you know, they, they will have those conversations very early on. I think yeah. they're a very emotionally aware human being. Yeah. Um, and I know you just uh, touched on this. Uh, you, you learned a lot of stuff from movies. <laughs> that, no, like that's how I learned, honestly. Yeah. Like, like that between that, like just human uh, interaction and like watching other couples, having a lot of conversations with my friends. Like I, I probably should have been in therapy many, many years ago, but like fortunately I had a lot of, friends that I could have deep, intelligent conversations with, um, including a lot of female friends. So, you know, they were able to kind of teach me some things, whatever. I had some good guy friends, like my, like my best friend, Phil, who like when I was obsessed with this one girl, like he got to a point where he's just like, dude, like, I can't hear about this anymore. Like it's got to stop. Like, it's not healthy. It's whatever. I, I just can't do it anymore. I love you. I just, I can't do it. Um, yeah. I just had a, it was like kind of like a trial by fire. You just learn as you go. And I was lucky enough to find someone who is as goofy and, you know, lovable or whatever. And just, we just, yeah. our energies just matched. And I would love to, if it's okay with you to get into, you know, how she's different than the other girls and how you're different. Um, but first I just want to touch on this. Yeah. A little bit. Um, so do you think that um, when, you know, we're growing up, we're watching all these movies and Disney movies. Uh, I mean, I feel like Disney movies ruined us little girls. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we're Rapunzel waiting for the guy to climb up to get us when we could just use our own hair and climb down and save ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so I have my own issue with Disney movies. Love them, but they, I love the newer ones now, like, yeah. like Frozen and all that. But um, do you think that you were dating because you thought that that's what you were supposed to do? Like people date. Yeah. Like that's, you go out on, and I've been, I don't know, I, I was ripped by friends because like, I would go on, a, like, I would go on a lot of dates and it's like, oh, you're, you're dating too much, whatever. You're not going to meet a girl on Tinder or Bumble or at a bar or whatever. And then when I was like, okay, fine, like I'll kind of hang back, but I'll be, you know, more casual and have some fun. Then it's like, oh, you know, you're just sleeping around and like, you know, you're never going to meet a good girl. And it's like, what the, like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. so, yeah. um, but I've always been an advocate for like, 
you have to put yourself out there. Like what, what, whether that means going on, trying to go on one date a week, you know, four dates a week, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with. But like, you know, staying in your house, watching Netflix, like, you know, you can't order Grubhub, like here, knock on the door. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, right, here's your food. Right. And yeah, yeah, here's your food and my number and, the, you know, everything yeah. that you've been looking for in life. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, that is definitely, yeah. If you want to find somebody, you do have to be out there, right? Yeah, um, in some capacity, like, even if that means like physically, like I'm going to go out to a bar, I'm going to join a club or whatever, or you know, virtually like I'm going to get on a dating app. Yeah. And you know, whether that means I go on there once a week, three times a week, every day, whatever, but I'm, I'm putting myself out there to a degree. Yeah. And so uh, just to put a pin in that, one of my friends asked me, um, you know, how I felt. She was like, you're my life coach. You know, you are because you're my friend. So I want to know how you feel about dating apps. And I was like, I don't care. It's to me because, you know, a lot of people are like, you can't find anybody on POF or Tinder and blah, blah, blah. Lies. I'm not, I'm not somebody who speaks in absolutes about that. Like, oh, you're never going to, I mean, my parents met at a club, come on down. <laughs> and they're still married to this day. It's just, you have to know what you want. Mm -hmm. You have to have the audacity to believe that you can get it and mm -hmm. the patience to wait for it. Mm -hmm. That's how you should be. That's how I teach it. And, and your data collecting. So it doesn't matter. So if you're on Tinder, POF or meeting at a club or Safeway or a bar or whatever, you still have to have your boundaries and know exactly what you want, what are red flags, what's not. So it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter your atmosphere of dating. <laughs> you just have to know uh, exactly what you want. So yeah. um, so when you, when did the shift happen with you when it, in regards to how you dated? Was it before Shannon, when you, you did it because of Shannon? Um, when did that happen? Because now from what I know, um, you guys have a very healthy, loving relationship and it's very cute to watch. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. No, honestly, like I, I really do think she was, she's been the X factor in my dating life. Like I, I dated a girl for about four or five months from like February to May, uh, 2018, and then dated a girl who I knew through work pretty soon after that. Like I wanted to date her you know, back in September of that year, but she was with a boyfriend at the time. And then you um, had your chance. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, but well, then when I was single, whatever, like, you know, and she had a, a boyfriend, when they broke up, I was with the, 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 the other girl. And I was like, so like, now you're single and I'm not shit. Um, and then we were both single. We're like, Hey, let's give this a shot. Um, that lasted a couple of months and then kind of got ghosted on that situation. Um, I was in the kitchen, like right over there with my, uh, my best friend. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm out. Like I'm 29. Like I, I've always wanted the wife, the, the kids, the picket fence thing. Like, like I'm 29. Like it's, it's not going to happen. Like if I met someone tonight, it's going to be what? 33 when we get engaged or get married or whatever. And like, I don't want to be having kids when I'm yeah. 37, 38. <laughs> so like, it's, it's a, it's a narrow window. And then um, later that night I went to karaoke and met Shannon and, and everything about that. Like I told her, I'm like, listen, I need to, I need to take things slow. Like, you know, I, like obviously the chemistry is, off the charts you're beautiful um but like i'm just not there yet like i'm not there to, to date i just got out of a relationship like tonight um so yeah no um but she was patient with me and she was like you know i'm like i'll like we can talk whatever but like you know i'm, I'm not gonna wait around forever kind of thing so yeah. she gave me time to heal and yeah i took my time and good on her because i feel like um some women will wait around for me like he's the one i have to wait for him um, and I don't think anybody should be waiting for anybody. 
Um, yeah. I know one of your, your uh, comments is, you know, there's 2 billion people on this planet. Like there's, you know, I believe that there's more than one person yeah, like, I don't. I don't believe in that soulmate thing, right? Yeah. Um. And or there, I, I think there's there's multiple. So like, I, I don't believe in the one. Like, there's yeah. one person on this earth that was made for Rika Robinson that was made for Mike. Zach. Like, no. No, like, I don't think so either. You you find one that's a good fit, a healthy fit, and you make it work, right? It's a choice. Um, love is an action word. Love is a choice to me. It's not this feeling, and I and I know it's hard because especially when you start out, and that is why we get crazy and and we are learning from these romantic relationships because we think it's this the butterflies that we get and mm -hmm. you know we we think our our bodies will lie to us every day because that's what our bodies are made for it's made for sex it's made to have that um but if you want to protect your heart and you know i'm a christian and the bible says guard your heart you can't give that to everybody just because you have these butterflies but when you have the butterflies you think oh that person's the one so i have to be with mike I have to because I had the butterflies, so I will wait. Um, and I, I love that you you said that she would you, you wanted to take it slow. So what do you mean by that? Like, what did slow mean to you? I told her I'm like I like I like I'm still recovering from my ex. Like I still like at this moment in time, like I want to be with my ex. Like I did. Like we just really ended things tonight. Like and, and also I like really just met you tonight. Like I don't really know who you are. Um, so like I need to heal. Like, I don't know if that's going to take a week. I don't know if it's going to take a month or whatever, but like, I need to get over her and not think about her because that's not fair to me. And it's not fair to you. Like, I, like, it's not fair to me to be with you, but meanwhile, be either thinking about her or wishing I was with her. None of that. Like, so, you know, we can still talk, we can still hang out, we, whatever. Um, but like, in terms of like a serious commitment, whatever, like, I'm just not there yet. The yeah. second I am, girl, I'm calling you, but like. <laughs> yeah but until then like just give me time like but i'm also like i'm not gonna ghost you like i'm not gonna just you know hey i'm not ready yet see you in five months whatever and then just hit yeah. you up hey stranger like no we still saw each other every week at karaoke we would still hang out like we would still like you'll know, go to friends parties or whatever so we were both still in each other's lives um it was just kind of like you know we're just we're seeing each other it's just not anything serious and do you felt like you felt like in that time you guys built a friendship like you, you started that foundation of a true friendship first. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Shannon's the first, like trying to be as self-aware as I can. Like Shannon was the first girl that like I ever like slow played it with. Like I actually just kind of like yeah. ignored what my gut told me. Like my, cause my gut was always like, you know, like you said, got the butterflies, like, you know, ask her out. Like, you know, time waits for no man or woman, like just go. Um, don't risk her meeting someone else tonight or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just like, I, I'm just not there yet. And if it means I, I lose her, then it is what it is, but like, I'd, I'd rather, you know, I guess have that risk, whatever. And then, but have the also risk of it being something great rather than forcing it now. And yeah, it might work out, but it also might crash and burn like every other relationship I, I have ever had. So I'm like, maybe it's time for a change after 29 years. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah following <laughs> that gut and those butterflies got you in those dysfunctional relationships. Yeah. It's just, <gasps> yeah. So I don't listen and, to that at all. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> And, and sometimes like, and, and that's the other thing, like a lot of my relationships weren't dysfunctional. Like they were just, you know, either like a bad match or whatever, or I think that's what, mostly what it was, just like a bad match. Like the, my, the two year relationship was the only like truly dysfunctional relationship. Everything else was just, you know, water and vinegar. Like, yeah. So then what made that relationship dysfunctional? If you could name like maybe three things for people to look out for. Oh, I was going to say, how much time face, do we have? Um, which, 
no i what made it dysfunctional um face i love it mm-hmm. let's just like like, t- like take a take a take your pick of toxic behavior like she would gaslight me she would you know she was physically abusive she was emotionally abusive Here's she tried keep she hit I'm sorry you. She, hit she threw you. she threw a fan at me Jesus. like yeah 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 okay yeah um and then yeah and she was like i mean i was and i'm not a big guy but like i was like stronger than her but also still like you know just stop like i'm not gonna hit you but like just yeah. You know. um yeah she would try to keep me away from my female friends which at the time were like almost all of my we were almost all of my friends um and just talk, like, we, like we would we, we would fight to fight like you know we, we loved that explosive fighting or whatever and then you and then you make up and everything's all all good or whatever and like you know oh, i'm sorry you know i'm only like this because i love you or whatever and it's, and i just didn't like who i was and like shannon and i had shannon and i have had deep conversations about that because i've told her like i don't like who i was at that time and my friends have said like zach like i don't know who you were but like, like we didn't like who you were at that. Like, you know, you turned into someone that was not a good person. Yeah. Um, like we, we would curse each other. I, I called her names that I would never ever, that I've never called a woman in my life and that I would never call a woman in my life ever again. Um, yeah. And you just need to like kind of step away and just be like, what the hell am I doing? Um, like, thankfully she wound up moving away to a different state. And that's like kind of how, like we were on and off and during our off phase, she had to move. So I'm like, now it's out of my hands. Bye, so, right. Yeah. Like, Get out um, of here. yeah. But, uh, okay. So I wrote some stuff, some stuff down that I want to get into because it does lead into the other questions that I had for you. Of course. Um, uh, by the way, if you are watching this on Facebook, hi, um, could you please share the video? And if you have any questions um, that you would love to ask Mike or myself, feel free to comment and uh, we will try to get to them. Let's see how much time do we have? Oh, good. We have still 20 minutes. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so if you have any questions, let me know, but please share. It just helps the Facebook algorithm. Um, so if you could just help us sister out, that'd be great. Okay. So, um, because I get this question all the time, where's the line? How do you know when to leave him, Rika? Um, because for some reason in humans, especially in women, if we're at the place where we feel like we can fix him, we don't want to give up. We don't want to be a quitter. You know, we're not supposed to quit. And, and, and people say, you know, marriage is hard and you're supposed to stick out relationships and you have to work through it. But I do believe that there is a bucket where we're just like, we're not going to deal with that stuff. This is not a healthy relationship at all. There's that bucket. And then, yes, there is a bucket where there's a lot of gray area and that depends on preference. The three things that I wrote down um, Mm -hmm. is one, you said she gaslighted you a lot. Let's break mm-hmm. that down a little bit because my, I, I swear we dated the same person except for yours was a, a, a female and mine was a male. Um, so gaslighting, let's talk about that. Can you give us an example and kind of define what gaslighting is for someone who doesn't know and needs I, to know that red flag? Like she, she like made me feel like I was crazy. Like she, like she would accuse me of things that like I, I wasn't doing and like had no proof. And I'm just like, what are you talking? Like, where are you getting any of this from? I'm like, no, like, or, or she would like make, like, she would make, make it seem like I was trying to make her seem crazy that I was accusing her of doing things. And I'm like, that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, I just, I don't know. It, it, the whole, like there was, there was, our communication was horrible. Like that's, and that, that's probably the biggest polar opposite difference between her and Shannon is that like our communication game, A plus, 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 plus. And yeah. that a communication game was like just complete F. Yeah. Um, and any, anybody in a married uh in a healthy marriage because i talk to a lot of married people i bring a lot of married people to single you academy 
they always say communica- communication is key, period. And, End of story. And honestly, I, I, that's probably another big reason why we were successful, why we are successful, and why I think we will remain successful is because when we first started like dating, one of the first conversations I had with her was like, listen, I don't do passive aggressiveness. Yeah. I have it in my family. Like th- there are a lot of things that I can, t- like I don't deal with that. So if you're upset with me, tell me. If I anger you, tell me whatever. If there's something bothering you, tell me. Like, cause I'm not a mind reader. So don't play this like, you know, oh, I expected you to fig- pick up on the clues or read between the lines or whatever. Like, no, I'm an idiot. Just like most men are. Right. So, right. so tell me, and we can have a conversation with it, but don't hold on to it. And then, you know, four weeks later, that you know, you know, blows up, and now all of a sudden, now that's an explosive fight. Like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And it's like I didn't even know this was bothering you. Yeah, you it's been bothering me for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, but yeah, and if you told me weeks ago what it has bothered you is like, like, well, no. But then why didn't you tell me weeks ago? Right. I, I, so too many people expect their partner to like be mind readers, and they're not. So, but and that goes for you know both gender both or both sexes, all yeah. genders, whatever. Like you know, talk to your partner. Both sides. We talk about everything. Right. And women are so good with like, if guys are like, what's wrong? Nothing. Knowing, you know, there's something wrong, sweetheart. Yeah. That's your window to let him know. And you should feel comfortable coming to your partner, your significant other about something that's bothering you. Um, so just to put a pin on the gaslighting, uh, yeah. you know, I see when you were explaining, I just feel like gaslighting is definitely a lot of confusion. Like I began to believe him on a lot of the things that he said, well, maybe I am doing that. Maybe I am coming off that way. Um, because I used to think that only people, society, because we can't see ourselves, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so I thought they were my mirror, especially because of some of the stuff that he was saying I had heard before, um, which just goes back to even being younger and in school and all my teachers would tell me I'd talk too much and Rika, you're too much. And so I I got that a lot. And so when I started getting it from men, like Rika, you're too much, I, I began to think it was me instead of their insecurities. Like, I, I'm not your rehabilitation center. If you are an insecure man, you I'm not the girl for you because I'm too much. I am. You're right. I am. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, also, you know, yeah. You, like you touched on it. Like, I believe most people, if not everyone, should at least try therapy or be in therapy. Like, because more importantly, that I think some people lose sight of, like, you can talk to your partner and having healthy communication is good. But I think that I really do think that there are some things that just go beyond that relationship like there are some things that you know you should seek professional help for or talk to a professional for because your partner is not your therapist they are your partner so right just, right yeah exactly. try therapy i'm once i get health insurance again like i'm booking an appointment because like i know there's a whole lot to unpack yeah yeah i mean and, and he would definitely um because we're going to move on to you you pointed yeah. out she would uh you know make you get you know accuse you uh of your girlfriends that you have accuse you of cheating and she wanted you to give up those friendships, right? Oh yeah, like yeah. You know, I, I one of my friends like lives right up the street from me. Like I hung around a bowling alley, so like you know we had a we had a boys team, we had a girls team, and like you know I worked with a lot of you know female employees. And, like I just I was just a guy that had, naturally had a lot of female friends, and it's like oh I know you have a crush on her or this that and the other thing, and it's like oh you dated this one girl, so like you know you're not hanging out with her. I'm like we dated for three months in high school, and she was a freshman. Like at yeah. the time, like we didn't do, we kissed, like yeah. it was barely a relationship, like yeah. calm down. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of gaslighting surrounding that. Like he would make, like he would accuse me so much with my guy. Like even now, what we're doing now, I would not be allowed to do this. Yeah. 
Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I, and I remember I had to sneak around cause like you yeah. get that, like, you know, it's, it's the, I want what I can't have kind of thing. Like, you know, like not that I want anything sexual from my friends. It was just like, you know, well, she says that I can't talk to them. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to my messenger then. Like better than me. Cause I literally cut off friends. We're good now. Um, but I, I remember calling one of my friends, shout out to Scott. What up Scott? Um, and he knew that my, my friend Scott knew that there was something wrong. And so he understood or whatever. And so after that relationship ended, we had that conversation, but that is, that is one of the red flags. So again, we're answering the question of where do you draw the line? Like, when do you, how do you know when to leave him? Like those two things are off limits. You don't get to gaslight me and make me think that I did something wrong when I didn't, you don't, you don't yeah. get to, or how I'm feeling doesn't matter. Like he'd be like, well, I mean, yeah, but look what you did. You sent them a text. You did like, he used to make me think um, or he used to try to accuse me of me and my co-host. Um, Cause you know, I've been on the radio. I've been on the radio yeah. for over 18 years or whatever. So I've had co-host four. And um, the one that was my co-host at that time when I was dating him, he used to always be like, see, he likes you. See, look what he's doing. And he would just point out things where I did start to be like, well, does he? You know, and that's what gaslighting does. It's confusion. Um, again, I'm a Christian and the, uh, the devil is the art of confusion. Like if you are confused in your relationship, <laughs> I don't want to be confused. I'm pretty yeah. sure you and Shannon, you're not confused with Shannon. Not even, like, I know exactly what's happening. Like, yeah. I've never been more clear headed in a relationship in my life. Like we're, we're two and a half years in almost like, and it's like, how, how why it's this easy. It's, it's this easy. Like yeah. it really is this easy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I love how you said that. Cause that leads me into the third point you brought up. You guys fought to fight. You love to fight. Right. And yes. we get that from TV a lot, especially reality TV shows mm -hmm. where we see these people in this cycle of, you know, especially if, if the guy cheats or whatever, but anyway, they argue, they argue, they argue, they make up. Uh, oh, I love you. Da, 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 it's good for a month. And then they argue, they argue, they argue. Yeah, my bad. I, they Hamster wheel toxicity. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I, I think that we, we, well, I know because we grew up on nineties TV and you know, now reality shows that we think that is a relationship. Like that's just yeah. the part of it. And it's yeah. not, it doesn't no, I got Yeah. Don't get all of your relationship advice or anything like that from from tv shows and if you're going if you must Corey and topanga watch boy meets world like that's probably the closest right. thing to like right. to to a healthy family dynamic healthy you know friendship balance healthy uh you know, romantic relationship balance like that's probably the closest thing that you should study that i can think of off the top of my head yeah um but yeah like because real life is it's not tv it's not a movie it's you yeah. know you know the, the camera like there's no cameras whatever it's it's real life 24 7 365 yeah and we, we don't tv is not bible like well because yeah. it on tv this is this means this is what relationships are so i just want to hammer that in one more time you do not have to have this dramatic knockout drag out fight in your relationship all the time um and we, we've never fought shan and i two years we've oh, never oh. fought you, We've had like two disagreements, um, like, and, and like there was one time that like I was drunk and did something stupid that you know, she was pissed about and she let me know, but like with, so with my ex, that would have been a days long, possibly weeks long blowout, whatever, no talking left on red bulls, all the bullshit BS. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but, um, but with, but with her, it's like, she like, like, I, I need to talk to you. We went outside. We handled like, even when I was drunk, like, you know, I, 
sober up for the moment. I'm like, let me hear her, whatever. I saw the concern and frustration in her face. I was able to reflect. I'm like, okay, even if I didn't think I was doing what I was doing, she was telling me what she was perceiving and her feelings are valid. So even if I didn't think I was doing anything wrong, what she was per- perceiving was not okay behavior. And then when I thought back, I'm like, okay, even if I thought it was innocent, like it probably wasn't. So I apologized for, you know, and I'm like, okay, let's go back. Like, you know, it's not going to happen again. Yeah. And that, and that was the end of it. And the reason why I reacted like that, because you are like every married couple and because I watched y'all and the married people that I've had in single you Academy and they've all said the same. Um, my cousin Linnea and her husband, shout out to my friend Alanta and Joy. They have all said the same thing. Like we don't fight because we hear married people say all the time, like marriage is hard, marriage is hard. Um, and so us non-married people yeah. who grew up on TV, who maybe even grew up in a dysfunctional relationship think, oh, that means we fight and we yeah. argue and we throw things and we cuss each other out and we punch each other in the face. And it's this reality TV show type relationship but that is not what married people mean but that's why we need to have these conversations right yeah like like marriage is going to be hard naturally because you two are you committing your lives to one another and there's going to be hurdles there's going to be speed there's going to be financial difficulties there's going to be you know if you have children involved that that's a huge you know you know bunch of hurdles that that you have to deal with but like you know but hard doesn't necessarily mean like making it hard just for the sake of making it hard. Like for the most part, it should be pretty easy. It, the hard is like, you know, shit, I just got laid off. Like, you know, what are we going to do? Like shit, like, you know, we want to have kids, but can we afford it? Like, you know, like, do we want to have a big wedding or a small wedding? Like all the, like things like that. And even honestly, yeah. the wedding doesn't need to be a huge stressor, but like yeah. those are the things that should be hard, not just you. You know, fighting to fight. Yeah. I, I explain it like this to uh, my clients in single you Academy, which we're, we're definitely, where uh, before we um, we're at the end of this interview, that's what I'm trying to say. And we'll talk about Single You Academy and then we'll be on our way. Um, but how I explain it to them, and then uh, again, I'm not naive enough to think that I know everything. Like I've never been married, right? So when I do have like you um, or my other, like my married cousin or stuff in Single You Academy to um, talk about that, I, I, lo- I lost my train of thought, I had a thought. And yeah. it, now it went somewhere. I don't know where it went. Where did you go? Come back, please. We were talking about, oh yeah. So I explain it like this. The hard comes from the outside world, not from you You too. Like you said, if you lose a job, you know, kids, uh, financial stuff. I mean, they say the number one reason people get divorced is because finances. I think mm-hmm. it's communication around, around finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do you move because you like, say you got a job and offer in Florida, you guys have to talk about, do you move? Do you pick up and move away from your family? And you guys should be making each other better. Like, do you think Shannon makes you better? 1000%. Like just, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just a better human being. And I, I try to be a constantly evolving human being. And I think that, you know, I have always thought that I would make a good husband and I think I'd make a good father. Like, yeah. Being with Shannon shows me that I will be a great husband. I'll be a great father. And I think that as time goes on, I will just get better and better and better. I think she's going to be a phenomenal mother. And I think she'll be a phenomenal wife. And I think that we're just going to be great together. So, yeah. so 
that's how I see it. And I'm like, if a dude, whenever I start dating again, I'm not even, I'm so far from, I, especially, I mean, it's COVID. I'm dating I'm me like, right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm dating Rika. So how are you, Rika? I'm great. Um, and I'm focused on building my business. Like there's nothing more important to me than making single you um, financially successful. It's already successful in the work that I've done with my clients. Um, but the financially successful is on the way for sure. But I'm just like, if he's not going to make me better, I don't want it. My ex did not make me better. He actually made me crazy. Like, oh yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so mm-hmm. angry um, all the time. So uh, I, is there anything before we move on to what's in Single You Academy? Is there anything that we missed? Do you think that men or women should know about dating? What's healthy versus unhealthy? Where is the line? whatever. Is there anything coming to mind when I say that to you? Yeah, I, I'd say like, you're definitely in terms of like, I mean, I've seen unhealthy, like good relationships. Like like when my friend was with his you know, former partner, or whatever, like they would just be like making out full force, like in public and everything. And I'm like, yo, this is very unhealthy. Like, it's great that you two think you love each other or whatever, but like, you know, save that for the bedroom. We don't need to be exposed to that. And I feel like when you when you lose your identity and you just kind of morph into this one puddle of like, you know, oh, they are coming. Like, it's not even like Mike and Shannon anymore, Mike or Shannon. It's just like, oh, they are coming kind of thing. Like when you lose your identity and individuality, like not a good thing. Um, and in terms of like you know, the bad unhealthy, um, well, I mean, obviously they're both unhealthy, but like, you know, negative signs of unhealthiness. Like for me, like if you're fighting or arguing, whatever, no personal attacks, no manipulation, nothing, you know, of that nature. Like, you know, focus on whatever the topic or the issue, the problem is and tackle that. But like, you know, say we're in this together, it's you know, me and you versus the problem. They always say, and don't say anything that you can't take back. Cause as a writer, I know that words have power. Um, you know, you write them, they're out there forever, but even when you say them, even though they're not written down anywhere, like they stay up here with a lot of people. I remember a lot of things that were said to me in high school, middle school, past relationships that they just stick with you. You know, people, someone telling you, you know, you're just too much, you know, you, you need to tone it down. No, no one's going to, no one's ever going to love you. If you stay the way you are kind of thing, like no one will love you being this high energy goofball kind of thing. Like yeah. that sticks with you. And then yeah. I wound up founding, finding someone who loves me for being yeah. a high energy goofball. So, and that is the message that I got since I was yeah. younger, you know, of course it wasn't on purpose. My teachers weren't trying to do that, but that, that was definitely the message that little seven-year-old Rico was getting like, I'm too much. And then when I heard it from boyfriends, it was just basically um, backed up like, oh God, maybe I am. So now I need to change and be this calm person and not be as goofy, which the funny thing is I do have a calm side. I, I'm actually an introvert, um, but really? about, yeah, which is great. Yeah, exactly. No, I am so people, I'm an introvert, but I can play an extrovert very well. Okay. When I tell you I'm so good in quarantine. Like, oh I'm God. chilling. Right. Like I get to reserve all my energy. I'm chilling. Like even Oprah, I've heard her say this before. Like she, even when she's at events, sometimes she'll go hide in the bathroom and take 20 minutes to herself to like kind of recharge because people take her energy away. Um, yeah. And that that's the definition of an introvert. And yeah, when I'm out and about too much, I need a day to myself. So um, that's why quarantine has definitely been easier for me than a lot of other people. Cause I'm like, I'm good. I'll see y'all when we get done. <laughs> well, one of the more important mottos quotes that I've heard over the last year and a half or so is protect your energy. Yes. And it's something that's like stuck with me because like, I'm yeah. very, I'm very extroverted. I can give a lot of myself and then like not realize that like, I'm just 
you're draining. Like you, you need, you need to recharge. Yeah. Um, and if people are either just taking too much without giving anything to you, or if they're just sucking the life out of you and sucking the fun out of you, like yeah. cut those people out of your life. But you know, after giving, 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 take yeah. a day, take a day to recharge or whatever. But so if that means don't, you know, not going to karaoke, not going to the bars, whatever, staying in watching some Netflix and whatnot, then do you do whatever it is that makes you recharge, take a bath with a bath bomb and some candles, live it up. Right. I think that's a good, even in relationships. So what I'm going to say at the beginning of this uh, podcast, when I chop it down and stuff, I always do an intro. I'm going to tell uh, my listener to get a notebook (laughs) because there's so many points in here. And I know that the most important one that women ask me all the time is how do, how do I know when to leave him? And what you just said was perfect. If he's draining you, like I didn't recognize myself after I got out of that relationship. I was like, who the hell is this? We got some building up to do. So if you're in this relationship and it's heavy and it's draining and there's confusion going on, you don't recognize yourself. Bye. Yeah. As they say, to, you know? to, to quote the incoming vice president, Kamala Harris, do got to go. Dude got to go or, or, you know, girl got to go, whoever you're into, like they got to go. Like, right, right. Shout out to Kamala. And that's why I like you. Cause uh, <laughs> we've had some fun on social media over this past election. Um, so, okay. So we'll get into single you Academy. And then I want you to tell people where uh, they can find you your, about your books and stuff. And then we'll be on our way. So we've talked about a lot of the, 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 what, like what we did, um, and, and what you're doing in your relationship to make it healthy. But what single you is, uh, is we figure out the how, like how you're going to execute you. I'm not here to make any of my clients me, but what I do want you to know is who you are, what you want, have the audacity to believe that you can get it and the patience to wait for it. Just like Mike was talking about with him and Shannon, he had patience with Shannon and that is beautiful. I believe that's the best way to build a relationship is to start with a friendship. And it's ironic that like you say, like, cause like in some ways, and I, even I tell myself that I'm like, wow, I was really patient with Shannon. Like I, I didn't like just rush into things, yeah. but yet like we officially got together. Like our, our anniversary date is October 14th. Mm-hmm. And like by Halloween, like we, we had already like said, I love you. And we were like, like, I'm going to marry you. Like, oh, and we, and like, and we said it like, ser- like, like, no, I'm going to marry you. And then, yeah. so that was October. And then by March I picked, I bought the ring already. So and- like. Yeah, but do you think it's because you did have that time to get Oh, to- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you would have told me, like, on August 16th when we met, like, hey, you're going to wind up, like, buying a ring for this girl, you know, eight months from now, yeah. I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not dating anybody. Like, I'm going to be single. Right. Like, no. Like, we might be chilling for a little bit, but, like, marriage? No. No, 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 no. yeah, because you have been through the ringer, so you were just exhausted at that point. Yeah, I was done yeah like i needed to recharge and that's part of what it was like i just i needed to read i kept giving 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 to my now exes and and like i just wasn't getting that same love back and i'm just like i need to recharge and then when i started getting that love back from someone it's like holy crap this is what like a loving relationship is actually like this is nice i enjoy this i love this i want this person like i can give love and get love back like it's a give and take who knew what good self-awareness you had to know. My battery is drained right now. I like you, but hold on a minute. <laughs> like, yeah, like. Oh, but I need to take care of Mike first. That's beautiful. And, and thankfully she was like, thankfully, like she was also fresh out of a relationship. So she's like, oh no, that's cool. Like I'm not looking to like, 
jump into anything like right now anyway. Yeah. Um, but like, but it got to a point where like she was over her ex and I was still kind of reeling a little bit. And she was just like, listen, you know, it's whatever it was September or, or early October. She's like, listen, by, by the winter, you know, by like January, December, something like that. Like we're going to yeah. need to do something like, just because I'm like, I'm going to get hurt or whatever. I'm just not going to like, again, like I'm not your bandaid and not that I ever treated her like one, but like this, like this is going to run its course kind of thing. So either like kind of like a shit or shit or get off the pot moment. Um, but it wasn't yeah. like, wasn't, she didn't say like, you have to commit to me then or we're breaking up. It, it was just like, you know, you just, I, I, I need to move on. I'm not telling you what you need to do. I would need to move on if we're not progressing just to protect my own energy and everything. So. And that, see, a lot of girls are scared to say that. Yeah, afraid, oh, I'm going to scare him off, whatever. He's going to think that I'm this. He's going to think that I'm that. Like, no, I respect it. If anything, that honestly, like, made me even more attracted to her because I'm like, wow, this girl's, like, so self-aware in herself. And, like, you know, she she is, well, like, she is willing to walk away. So it kind of, like, you know, snapped me into place of just, like, you know, you at, now at this point, you know who this girl is. Like, now you know who she is. It's not, you know, you bumped into her, you know, at, at, at a karaoke night, you know who she is now. Yeah. Like you might lose her. So like, you know, look internally, see what it like. And ultimately it, it came down to a conversation with one of my friends where she told me, she's like, you know, you're still like reeling over your ex and, and this girl who did not want you. Like she chose not to have you in her life. Cause I was I'm like, you know, I got like, like I, like I miss my ex and I, but I really like this girl, but I'm not ready to date this girl. Like I say, still miss my ex. And she's like, she didn't choose you. She didn't want you. So why are you missing her? Why are you giving any kind of thought or energy into her when you have this seemingly great girl who you're saying likes you and checks all your boxes and everything? Like it, it doesn't make sense to me. And that was kind of like a, you know, the same way my friend gave me the ass kicking of like, Mike, I can't hear this anymore. Like yeah, this relationship is too unhealthy. This yeah. was the opposite of like, it's so painfully obvious what the right move here is. And that after that, you know, conversation, I was like, I'm ready. Like that, it just made all, like when you, when you put it that way, it just made all the sense in the world. Again, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I know you're listening to Facebook. I hope you're writing this down. Shannon had a boundary. And she stated that boundary and it was mm -hmm. up to you to accept it or not. We get so butthurt when somebody leaves us and we take it so personal instead of going, they just did me a favor. They just did me a favor. And I feel like that's where Shannon was. Like he either gonna leave or stay and whatever he decides, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And we, we have to arrive there. When you know that singleness is not a punishment and you're worthy regardless of your relationship status. For my girls, if, if you know that a man doesn't determine your worth, you will be able to say stuff like that. Like, listen, what are we doing here? Because I need to know. And I'm not saying two weeks in and two minutes in. Now, you that's yeah. too much. <laughs> you know, Mike thinking this girl was the one, this other girl, not Shannon, but yeah. was the one on the first date. That's not the way to go about it. You know, but time strongly, strongly advise against that. Yeah, yeah. Like time had lapsed. And Shannon was allowed to say, this is what I want. And if you can't meet me here, it's fine. I just want to know. Let's yeah. just have the conversation. And that's the, that's what I want for every woman, for every man as well. Like it, on the last um, podcast episode, Facebook episode, my cousin DJ said that, like his therapist told him about his, cause he was upset about his ex as well. She just left him as well. And 
he said that his therapist said, people leave your life every day. Haven't you left somebody? Why are you so hurt over? Who cares? Bye. Like, yes, have the feelings, journal it out, do the work that you had to do. But to keep harboring over why somebody left you, we have to get over that. Not everybody's going to like us. You don't like everybody. How dare you think that everybody in this world is going to like you? How dare you? Mm -hmm. Why would you do that to yourself? You know? So good for you for choosing Shannon. So um, this is what we talk about in Single You Academy. And we, we really harbor on what you want because I'm here to help you discover your worth so that you stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. So in this 12 week program, you will learn how to stop tying your identity and worth to men. You will learn the differences between healthy versus unhealthy relationships. You will transform from a woman trying to prove her worth to be loved by a man into a woman who finally knows her worth and knows how to say no. After SYA, you will know what you want in a relationship and how to get it. So module one, there are three pillars that I have. So there's three modules. The first one is how to discover your worth. There's four lessons in module one, okay? Breaking mental and emotional attachments is lesson one. Lesson two is with a licensed therapist. So again, I'm not naive enough to think I know everything. I don't. Um, so I bring people along the journey with you. Trauma bonding and narcissism. These are conversations we didn't have when we were younger. It's like, if we would have known these things, ah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lesson three, how to love yourself and know your worth, part one. Lesson four is part two of that. Module two, how to stop tying your identity to men. How to know when to leave him. We break that down even more. Can you help who you love? We break that down with a licensed therapist because I'm pretty sure you hear this all the time, Mike. You, women especially, I don't know if men feel this way, I think you did. I think you did in, in that relationship you were talking about. But you feel like you can't help who you love. Yeah. Like I I, there was part of me that said, like, I don't want to love you because like I don't want this. I like you you know it's like an addict, it's like a bad addiction. Like, not that there's a good addiction, but like you just know, like, like this is not good, but yet I'm I'm still drawn to you. Why I don't want this. So yeah. yeah. And we move through that. We get we get women unstuck in that lesson one of module two. Uh, lesson two is part three of how to love yourself and know your worth. Uh, lesson three is part four, but I titled it how to say no to men because women have a hard time saying no. Where's the boundary? Like Shannon, put that boundary on. No, I don't want this unless you want this. And you, you, um, you stepped up to the plate, which is great. Uh, lesson four, what uh, married people mean by marriage is hard. Um, I believe that's the one with my cousin. That's a female um, perspective. Module through, uh, three, excuse me, uh, last module, how to stop being a uh, man pleaser, aka people pleaser. I use those words in a uh, interchange, what's that word? Interchangeably? Interchangeably? Sure, yes. Um, lesson one, it's in your boundaries. The art of saying no uh, with a licensed therapist. Again, again, Shannon put a boundary on Mike. Mike was like, I, I'm stepping up. And if he would have left, I'm pretty sure Maybe I'm pretty sure her feelings would have been hurt at first, but she would yeah. have moved on. Um, lesson two, dealing with the F boys, AKA how to know if he's playing you. Uh, lesson three, how to make a guy wait for sex. And it's not about, because my cousin brought this up. Stop telling them girls that they're going to get a perfect guy if they make him wait. That's not what it's about. I'm just saying, most girls, all my clients are like, all men wanted sex. All men wanted sex. That's what, well, okay, well, is that what you want? Put a boundary on it. Wait when you're comfortable it's not about when he's comfortable or a lot of us will have sex with him thinking that is the only way to keep him he'll leave me if i don't so i need to do it in the first week or the first date or whatever and i see you shaking your head right yeah, like that's not the way to go about it some there are some guys 
who only wants sex like from from a woman but like so whether that's on the first date or whatever, like, Hey, I'm going to give it up to whatever. And like, and he gets on the first day. Oh, I made it easy for him. Whatever. Like I, I'm going to make him three dates, five days. Guess what? After the third day, when he, when he closes, he's gone. Or after the fifth day, when he closes, he's gone because yeah. a guy who only wants sex is a guy. Who only wants- and now like, honestly, like if you were going to do it anyway, like I'd rather waste one date than you waste five dates and AKA like you know, a month of your time going out with this person. Like, you know, just, but yeah, no, but do what makes you comfortable. Again, I hope you're listening to this right now on the podcast. I hope you wrote that down because that's the second guy. DJ said the same thing. It doesn't matter how long you make him wait. If he's the guy who just wanted that, as soon as he gets it, he out. <laughs> if, if I can, because I, I mean, I don't know what we're, what the time situation is like. Um, an anecdote that hopefully might help um, you and or the clients. Um, like there was a situation, a girl who I was seeing, we went on, you went on a first date, great first date drove her back to her place and she's like i don't know if i should invite you up or not and i'm like what do you mean by that she's like like i just i don't like i don't know if i should and i like I, and then i picked up on what she was trying to say i'm like yeah are you try, like are you trying to say like if i invite you up am i, am I gonna call you tomorrow because mm-hmm. like if like yes and if you don't invite me up if i'm gonna call you tomorrow the answer is still yes so it is truly what you want to do yeah. i would love to go upstairs if you are not comfortable with me coming upstairs or if you don't want to, I'm going to go home and that's fine. We had a great date and they can end here. But if you want to go upstairs, don't let just the notion of like, I might not call distract you because I am calling you tomorrow. You can bet on that. So I love it. Just hammer in that point. Y'all better do like, it. Oh, I love having men it's, on it's, the podcast. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite like anecdotes to tell. Cause like, I remember like, I really, really liked her and it didn't like, to me, it didn't matter. Like, you know, if, it was on the first date or on the third date or the fifth date. Like I wanted to see her and it's the character of, of the guy. And that's, and this is actually a male who um, it's my, uh, another one of my cousins who does this workshop. It's really on you. What do you want from me? I'm celibate. I'm actually two years celibate this month. I'm very proud of myself. So if I don't have a guy who has that patience, he's not the guy for me and that's fine. Yeah. And I'm also okay with being single for the rest of my life. If I never find quote unquote, this guy, like, I am not so pressed to be in a relationship just to say I have a relationship that I will now do anything. And this is what I was doing in the past, 2017 prior, so no judgment. But yeah, I used to just try to do anything just to get to stay in that abusive relationship because I was already 32 and 33 and 34 that, uh, like you said, I'm running out of time. My eggs are dried up. Everybody says I need to be married and have kids. Oh my God. Ah. So I was trying to fit a freaking square peg in a, in a circle hole or whatever. I don't know what that thing is. Square peg in a round hole. There we go. (laughs) I don't know why I just didn't come up with that. But anyway, that's what I was trying to do. I'll no longer do that. All right. Lesson four, what married people mean by relationships are hard, a male perspective, um, and a guided uh, workshop. So if you like Mike, well, first of all, client testimony, Um, I just want to thank you, Rika. It has been such a blessing and an amazing experience working with you the last couple of weeks truly finding and loving myself. There's no words that can explain the feeling I have. I can't wait to see what the rest of this journey has for me. And thank you again for helping me, or oops, I think I wrote that wrong. Anyway, uh, giving me that hand and supporting me. I am truly, truly blessed. So if you like Mike, uh, Mike is willing to do uh, an extra workshop like this and we'll dig even deeper. Um, Because again, we talked about a lot of what we're doing, you know, what, what Mike did, but what about you? 
let's focus in and hone in on you and give you a lot of the how to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, bonus one is how to heal from hurt and trust miss, uh, men again. You will get that bonus workshop if you uh, sign up for Single You Academy by midnight on Friday. So today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, midnight. You will also get an extra bonus workshop with Mike and I if you sign up by Friday. Today's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday at midnight. Uh, doors to the last Single You Academy group will close, uh, the last one of 2020, will close on December 17th. And the price is gonna go up to 497 on December 17th at midnight once the doors close. Um, the price is gonna go up. Um, if you sign up for Single U Academy for this last class of 2020, class does start on December 21st. So what is the price? Because it's gonna go up to 497. The price is 270. Pan full 270 or three payments of 97.99, which is a little bit more than 270. So you actually save money if you pay in full. All right. Okay, so if you are someone who's watching this, listening to this, and you're like, I really need to be in Single U Academy, I just financially, because it's COVID, I lost my job, but I really wanna be a part of this. I do have an opportunity um, uh, for a scholarship if you feel like you can't afford it financially. All you have to do is email me and uh, the email is on the screen, but I'll also put it in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. And also when you sign up for Single U Academy, you do get what I call the Happily Single Inspo Box which is on the screen. It's a mug that says happily single. It's pink, everybody loves it. You get a crown and a lot of extra goodies in that box. So what I'll do is I will uh, post the link to sign up to Single You Academy here on Facebook. Now let's talk about Mike. Where can people get a hold of you? Where are your books? All of that. <laughs> Sell yourself. <laughs> so my uh, my social media handles pretty much everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Um, is Mike underscore Zaccio. So it's M-I-K-E underscore Z-A-C-C-H-I-O. Uh, you can find my books, A Crazy Little Thing Called Love and Inside Out on Amazon. And I think pretty much any online retail or whatever. Um, a Crazy Little Thing Called Love is like I mentioned earlier in the show, a lot about like that relationship of, you know, falling for this girl and just kind of like very lovey-dovey feeling, you know, like the crazy little feeling called uh, love. And Inside Out is really kind of looking at the other end of that and like kind of reeling from the heartbreak and, and kind of healing yourself and whatnot. So if you like the first one, you might like the second one. Um, yeah, I, I write for Medium under, uh, what is it called? P.S. I Love You. You can find some of my work on Thought Catalog. Uh yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. And you can check out the daily, you can listen to the daily mic drop uh, podcast on Apple, you know, all the different podcast platforms. Um, so yeah, that's new, uh, much new, new pod on the block too. You need to yeah, oh, yeah. And if, and if you're a boy band fan, yes, my, my childhood friend, Josh Rodriguez and I co-host a boy band themed podcast called new pod on the block. It's actually pretty popular. So uh, we have a ton of fun with it. Very heavy on the yes. <laughs> I would highly recommend it. As a as a '90s boy band lover myself, if I stumbled upon this podcast, I would recommend it to people. So that '90s yes. here for sure. Um, and so all of that, uh, what Mike just said, I will put it here on Facebook for you to find him, and also in the show notes on the podcast. And that's it. We did it. We did it. Look, I said about an hour. We were a little bit over an hour. I hope um, uh, Shannon is not mad at me. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, no. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for having this conversation. Um, again, I hope uh, everybody had a notebook or notes app on their phone because there was a lot of good stuff, um, especially the how to know when to leave him. What's the line? So thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. And um, yeah, we'll work together again for sure. 
Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Best of luck, everyone. I would love to know the tips that you took away from this episode. Let's do something fun. Can you do me a favor? Can you screenshot the fact that you're listening to this podcast? You know how if you have it open on Apple um, Apple Podcasts, there we go, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you can just take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram story and tag me on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. And of course, my Instagram handle will be in the show notes as well. But all you got to do is tag me so I know that you listened and I want to hear about those tangible tips so you can send me a DM. But it also helps my algorithm, uh, algorithm, however you say that. And it also helps, you know, people who follow you on Instagram see what you're listening to that's helping you in your singleness with men and dating. So could you help a sister out? And don't forget, could you please subscribe? And could you please leave me a rating? I'm begging you. It really helps me. It's free for you to do. And if you love my messaging, that is the way to help because it helps the algorithm. Then Apple or Google or Spotify says, wow, people are really listening. Let's put this in other people's feed. So if you could do me a favor and take two minutes and leave me a rating, that would be wonderful. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of Single You the podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday for your Wednesday tangible tip.